live from Studio C. Uh, C, senior. Yeah, it's a dimly lit room. What about it? Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Angry, angry Euros. (laughs) Wow. It's like hungry, hungry hippos, but but with accents. (laughs) Uh, Why angry Euros is our general manager? Well, Jack, the Trump administration did such a bad job on the vaccine rollout, every country on Earth is having serious problems with the vaccine rollout. All right. But if it's here, it's because of Trump. Um, so we have an update on the Chicago school thing? We do. We'll have to get into that. Taint good. All right, we got an update, obviously, on the uh, vaccines and the virus. We got a bit of an anniversary going on. Got an update on the stimulus package, or a new possible package. There are multiple, pow, pow. multiple packages, like a UPS truck. Ten Republican senators sent a letter to Biden Yesterday, hand-delivering it today with their proposal for a package, and it's a first big test to see how bipartisan the the White House wants to be. Uh Or if they want to reject it and go with the Democrat plan, which Mm -hmm. is like three times bigger. Definitely worth discussing the merits of the two plans and the way government really works. But so what's the Chicago schools update? I'm seeing it's just like an hour ago or something. Yeah, they announced they will not be reopening. They are still negotiating with the powerful, powerful, selfish, evil, I'd like to swear, teachers union. So two hours ago, the Chicago mayor ordered teachers to be in the classroom today. According to this. Um, Saying schools are safe, you need to be in the classrooms. And that's not happening? Uh, That was the latest I heard. They will not be returning today. Uh, you know, things may have changed since I heard that 40 minutes ago. I do not know. I will check. Dang it. That story is so maddening to me, and part of what's so maddening to me is that people aren't mad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> people aren't mad enough. And your own feedback loop. Yeah, exactly. Perpetual anger machine. There are decreasing numbers of liberal media outlets that are covering for the teachers' unions at this point. That's an encouraging sign. Yeah. Your CNNs, your uh, New York Times, etc., are calling out the teachers' unions. Finally. It took this level of evil for them to do it. It's just... Awful. It's one of the worst things we've ever done. Is denying these kids a chance to learn and have some mental health. It's just, it's seriously one of the worst things we've ever done as a country. Indeed. And to continue to do it in the face of all the data we have, all the real life experience we have indicating that it's safe to open the schools up is an act of selfishness and evil that, well, put it like this. If what the teachers union is doing were done by a major corporation or a hedge fund, for instance, they <laughs> oh, would be, dismantle it. Well, people would literally be at their gates with axe handles, torches and pitchforks doing terrible things. Now, I'm not suggesting that should happen, but it would be happening. God, I just heard a... Well, they're teachers. Teachers are heroes. Uh, I'm left, so I'm pro-union, so I guess I can't criticize them. I just heard a study where, um, uh, I forget what percentage of kids, I'll look this all up, are going to be up to nine months behind. Uh, Nine months is an entire school year. Yeah. I have a feeling I know why you said nine months as opposed to a year behind, because it doesn't sound as bad, but... Well, and and that's terrible. You add to that the social and emotional cost of the whole thing. Oh, yeah. The fact that they're missing the time when their brains are the most plastic, when they can absorb amazing amounts of knowledge. And for no good reason. Right, right. That's the maddening part. 
Oh my God! I saw one. Uh, I saw one politician on uh, a Republican on one of the shows yesterday saying, "People don't realize we already gave billions of dollars extra to the schools last year to deal with COVID." Right. Mm-hmm. And all your other schools that are open, they found a way to pay for, and it's not that much stuff. No, it's practically no stuff. Some Clorox, some paper towels, and you put the desks further apart. Right. Some masks for the teachers. God, it's so maddening. It, it really is. I'm Not that there should be a price to pay God, you know. for these teachers. And I got so uh, upset. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts with uh, a conservative on it saying... Politically, I don't think this is leaving a mark. I think if the schools are open in the fall, this will be a blip nobody even remembers. And I thought, that really sucks. Kids out of school for a year and a half, and it's not even going to register because schools will be open in the fall? People are going to be okay with that? I think there's also a tremendous amount of ignorance that factors into this. There are millions of people across the fruited plain who say, yeah, we really shouldn't open the schools till we can do it safely. Not knowing that we can, and they are. Mm. Anyway, uh, more on that and a bunch of other things coming up later. It's teamwork that makes the dream work. And that's why we introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just trying to find positive stories. There you, know, you go. For you guys. And uh, one of them I did find is Kroger Grocery Stores. I, I really think you'll like this as far as they're testing out artificial intelligence uh, shopping carts. And uh, AI hear, shopping carts. Yeah, but this, because this stuff, just to make your lives easier, actually, I, the I think whole shopping cool. cart thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, I still it, need to push it. What? Um, hmm. Still need to push it. You know, if the two of you would shut up, I'll bet he'll tell you about it. Come on, Michael. Well, I want you to hear the clip. But oh, it's okay. very cool. Uh, and all the different the stuff other day, I was looking for peanuts. I went down an aisle. They weren't there. I had to go down another oh, aisle. Oh no! Hey, now you got my attention. <laughs> now you got my attention. If I could say to my cart. Where's the damn cornstarch? As I've walked around the store five times. I found cornmeal. I found cream corn. I found corn on a cob. And they say aisle 13, bottom left. Oh, Bingo. Now that, now you got my attention. Yeah, and can we get one of those at the big box hardware stores where there are three people working in the store's four acres? It's just you can't find anybody. What is a 10-minute job for my wife is an hour job for me. Because she knows where everything is already. Sure. I don't. So I have to, I don't even have an idea where it might be. So i got to cover the entire store <laughs> right. for every item. Right. <laughs> anyway, that, that could be cool. We'll play that later. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing well. Um, yeah, there are thresholds in life, right? Like, you can go... Inch by inch, and those inches don't matter, right? Like, think of height, right? You can, you can keep growing, but the second that you are taller than the average door frame sure, in America, be, you've crossed be. a threshold, and now your life is infinitely worse because of that one inch taller. <laughs> Interesting. Than, yes. than had you just stopped growing an inch before, right? Gotcha. I feel like I may have crossed one of those thresholds this You're weekend. You're still growing? No, no, no. That You're was a metaphor. fat to get through a door? <laughs> no, th- possibly, if this is the threshold that I have crossed. Yes. Um, I door dashed or, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I had delivered to me uh, a, a breakfast of chicken fried steak because uh, yes. because I was low on supplies. And I, I would eat you know, that right now. And, and, and shorter than the time it would have taken me to get dressed, go to the, uh, the diner that's just right around the corner. It may be related to a bear of certain sorts or not. <laughs> and uh, 
and, and and sit down and order it, but in less time than that, while I was still, I, it was at my door and I was eating it, and it was de- it was delicious. I can see how that'd be a little scary. Well, that was that was too easy. I did, that was too fast. It was only this close the whole time. I can too delicious. I can practically just think it, and I will have it here to eat. That'd be a bad thing for me, the, man. When I was younger, especially the, when I was drinking, the oh size my God. of the biscuits that came with this <laughs> chicken fried steak could have been a meal in and of itself. If I could decided have decided on an impulse. Uh, back when I was living a different lifestyle, I want a chicken fried steak with gravy right now. I wouldn't be able to fit through a door. Chicago-style pizza, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? A couple of glasses of wine in. Do you want to cook? No. Do you want to cook? No. I was out and about <laughs> yesterday, and people are over the COVID thing. They're just over it. Nobody's going to react to any more shutdowns, so they better get that vaccine going. I'll talk more about that later. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, February 1st. The rent is due. The year 2021, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin vaccinating you against the lies of the media and the politicians, precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. McDonald's announced that for a limited time, it's bringing back its spicy chicken McNuggets and mighty hot sauce, because there's never been a better time to breathe heavily and lick your fingers. <laughs> hey, now. Meh. <laughs> uh, how does mail bag look? <laughs> oh, it's very nice. Really, it's, it, it took the weekend off. It's recharged, rejuvenated. It's ready to go. Fantastic. And we got a bunch of stories to update you on. And some fun stuff. Some really fun stuff that we did discuss during our pre-show meeting. I know it sounds hard to believe that we have a pre-show meeting, and it still turns out like this. Yeah. But yeah, can you imagine if we didn't? <laughs> we should let people continue to think that this is just all <laughs> by the seat of our pants. Exactly. This is The whole thing is scripted. Every word, including those words I'm reading right now. Every one of them is scripted. Even this one? This one is scripted, too. Wow. Um, I've gone off the script. That's in the script. <laughs> <laughs> Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Spots in America for the new strains of the virus that are spreading so fast. Florida and Southern California. And that could last quite a while. Uh, more on that later. I was Why has conv- fate targeted our beaches as a people? I was convinced over the weekend to start double masking, and then I listened to an expert yesterday who explained how that's a terrible idea. What? Right. I had just gotten the idea that the momentum was in favor of that. Yeah, and the guy who says it's a terrible idea, it, it just sounds, he sounds right to me. So, more on that coming up. Okay, all right, okay. Because we need more protection against these more easily spread variants, <clears throat> which I get. I might start wearing the N95 mask. I got a mm. few of them. Yeah, okay, mailbag. Woohoo! I have used this freedom-loving quote of the day before from James Madison in the Federalist Papers, <clears throat> but uh, Ken, frequent contributor Ken... Uh, has a, a, a little more. It's it's the complete paragraph, which I had not read or had not read lately, and I think it's absolutely fantastic, and it illustrates something we've been talking about a lot. <clears throat> James Madison said, The internal effects of a mutable policy are still more calamitous. They used fancy words back in the day. Mutable meaning changeable, easily changeable. 
It poisons the blessings of liberty itself. It will be of little avail to the people that the laws are made by men of their own choice. If the laws be so voluminous that they cannot be read, or so incoherent that they cannot be understood, if they be repealed or revised before they're promulgated, or undergo such incessant changes that no man who knows what the law is today can guess what it will be tomorrow. Law is defined to be a rule of action, but how can that be a rule which is little known and less fixed? Mm. In other words, if we veer wildly back and forth between one policy and another, and we have so many laws and they're so confusing nobody can figure out what they are, we will have undone our liberty. Does anybody have any more questions as to why we favor small government around here? Moving along. Dear old Simple Jack and Big Freedom. That certainly explains the COVID the situation, the COVID thing. And a lot of those things aren't laws. They're just recommendations. But some of them are laws. But they've gone back and forth so many times, and they overlap, and they're so confusing that everybody just kind of went, well, whatever. I don't even know if I'm supposed to do this, but I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Uh, dear old Simple Jack and Big Freedom, I can't believe I'm actually writing you guys for the first time. I'm about to become faggoty. Friend of Armstrong and Getty over 20 years. Wow. Been meaning to say thank you for having such an amazingly informative, entertaining, and hilarious show from beginning to end. Well, thank you. You just did, Dave. We've been doing this for 20 years. Longer than that. Wow. Uh, Let's see. Uh, His job, he says, my job often requires me to be out of the country for months at a time. Being able to hear your podcasts makes me, uh, makes being away from home just a little bit more bearable. Clearly an international spy. Did some fundraisers for Fisher House on his own to help out our our, our vets and our active duty folks. Uh, thanks for the note, Dave. That's nice to hear from you. Uh, th- listening is thanks enough. We need more spies writing in. You the think I can imagine? You think he's a spook? It's got to be. How about international hitman? <laughs> you think that <laughs> even better? You think outing the the spies that write us is going to encourage more spies <laughs> to write us? You know nothing of spycraft. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Joey writes, it really angers me to hear about the schools not opening due to fear of it not being safe. Uh, I'm going to stop you there, sir, because that's not why they're not opening. It is a naked power and money grab by the teachers unions. They have something the parents want, and that is doing their jobs. They've realized they can use COVID as leverage to not give the parents that unless they get more. It is a naked power play. Then Joey goes on to point out how easy it would be to get the classroom safe. They are safe. They're absolutely safe. With an innocent little kid who just wants to go to school and hang out with their friends and learn so they can succeed in life as your uh, as your pawn in the game, which exactly. is about as awful as anything I can imagine. Crushing their intellect, their soul, their, their emotional health, I say it again. Those of you involved in this, teachers union or teachers who support that, I honestly don't know how you sleep at night. You're evil people. You're actually bad human beings. I would just like to exact a cost. They can sleep or not sleep at night. I would like to see there be a cost commensurate with what they have done to the children. A lot of people... That would be a heavy cost. A lot of people I don't think are bad. I just think they're misguided. They don't understand. But these people understand exactly what they're doing. So you're actually a bad person. So I believe Bev is typing with a keyboard dipped in sarcasm. Dislike BLM. Rant about critical race theory. Okay, are you willing to be a bit uncomfortable and learn about racism within yourselves and the systems around you to make our country better? I'll be listening as always and hope you use your platform for this. And this is, the beauty of anti-racism is that you don't have to be free of racism or pretend some words got cut off. 
uh, to be an anti-racist. Anti-racism is the commitment to fight racism wherever you find it, including in yourself, and it's the only way forward. Uh, thank you for that lovely sentiment. Here is the problem, Bev. You and people like you reserve it to you to define what is racism. And you consider, well, you change it every day. And if any of us dares oppose your policy, your social programs, your laws, your anything, you call us racists, which is one of the most loathsome things you can call somebody. And no, I'm not going to tear down the institutions of this country because you and Ibram X. Kendi say they're racist. Go to hell. Go to hell. Wow, a GTH on the show. I won't have it. Joe writes, guys, there are far more black athletes profiting from work in the NFL as players and white athletes. Is the NFL based on black privilege? Do we need affirmative action in football to guarantee there are as many white players in the league, uh, et cetera, as justified by the percent of the population? It's inequity, Jack. It's inequity. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This month marks the anniversary of COVID in America. Last year, on January 31st, there were eight confirmed cases. Now it's 26 million. A year ago, there were no reported deaths. But today, nearly 450,000 Americans are gone. And from last night's 60 Minutes, and it struck me as I had a weekend out and about. Out and about, went uh, went to the mountains, uh, took the kids sledding. Lots of running around, lots of fun, lots of hijinks. Excellent. And then I was watching that 60 Minutes story last night and thinking, so a year ago, there were eight cases in the country, zero deaths. Obviously, if you had told me a year ago today that in a year we'll have nearly half a million people dead, it's at its worst point in terms of the COVID, mm-hmm. and um, and whatever he said, 26 million people infected. I would have thought, oh my God, I can't imagine what America looks like. Half a million dead, we're at the worst point, it's spreading faster than ever. We must all just be hunkered down in our houses, nothing going on, it must just be crazy. So I was out and about all weekend, and it was as if this isn't happening at all. There was no indication that was going on other than some of the things that aren't open. You know, restaurants that aren't open and that sort of stuff. But other yeah. than that, no indication. The, all the snow parks jam-packed. We didn't get there early enough on Saturday. It was way too crowded. I had to get there earlier on Sunday. Everything crowded. You want to stop and get some ice cream? You better wait in line 50 people deep. You're going to get gas. You're going to wait 30 cars deep. The traffic everywhere. I mean, it's just insanely busy. Yeah. And no masks. <laughs> For for all the snow stuff and everything like that, mm, sure. uh, very yeah. few masks. People standing close together. I mean, really, it would have been hard to tell that anything was any different, to, other than why is it so busy right now? Yeah, I, I suspect. Well, it's like the fishing and golf and the rest of it. If you can do it outdoors, uh, everybody's doing it. So many indoor options are, are are out of the picture. But the, but even the other stuff, like I said, stopping to get ice cream. Costco had to had to go to the Target to get a different sled because one of ours broken. I mean, it's it's busy like it's the week before Christmas. Interesting. It just people are everywhere. People are just. I think it's interesting psychologically. People are done with it, 
And the 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 facts on the ground, and I feel the same way. Yeah, I was out and about. I was at all these places. Mm-hmm. It's not like I was there as a reporter. This is what I was doing with my life. Right. Um, I'm over it. Everybody's over it. It's just there's a, a clearly a limit. We now know this to how long people are willing to alter their lifestyle, regardless of what's going on. And eventually, you just I guess it's like when I see that stuff from uh, London, 1940. After a certain amount of bombing, people were just out and about. You know, you'd hunker down when the bombs hit, then you'd go back out and go to the restaurant and get exactly. something to drink. Yeah, because you up her lip and carry on. Well, I don't even know if it's that. I think you just. I think it just where. I think your mind just adjusts. I don't think it's like any bravery or anything like that. I think it's just okay. This is what life is. But I, okay, I'm not. I'm back to normal. Right. Or something. Right. Uh, yeah. Why? I don't even know where to go. It's such an interesting topic. The the weird winding road we've taken to get here. The fact that human beings will accept a certain amount of risk to continue to live their lives. I mean, otherwise, what's the alternative? You don't live your life. I mean, what does that even look like? I wouldn't know. And uh, also, I in uh, I believe. Oh, what was the book? I can't remember. Um, oh, it was it was probably Tribe by S- Sebastian Junger. But they pointed out that both the Allies and the Germans made the same discovery. They were trying to bomb the major cities of the other side into uh, despair, into giving up on the war effort. And they found that the more they bombed, the more they hardened the spirit of the country. Britain was like that, absolutely. The, the tighter the squeeze got, the more dedicated they were to defeating the Nazis. They weren't discouraged or full of despair. They were the opposite. And I think there's an element of that going on here, too. Uh, and, again, it's not bravery per se. It's just you must continue. You must live your life. You cannot live in uh, uh, the basement for the rest of your days. Now, some folks, I know one gal in particular who's immune compromised, and this has been fairly miserable, but I also know some people, and they seem to be universally politically left which is interesting and i need to think about it more but they have one musician i quoted the other day said i haven't hugged anybody not in my immediate family in a year i haven't shaken hands i haven't socialized with anybody and i'm thinking you're out of your freaking mind unless you have some serious medical condition go live your life to at least some level go hang out in your buddy's backyard for goodness sakes we went to a, a popular snow park where at 11 o'clock in the morning they had the sign out saying, full, we can't take any more people. Mm-hmm. And it was just insanely busy. Yeah. And traffic was crazy and everything was crowded absolutely everywhere you went. While we're at a really bad part of the COVID, here's one of uh, the advisors to President Biden on Meet the Press yesterday and what he had to say about that. This month, Wall Street bets this month. The fact is that the surge that is likely to occur with this new variant from England is going to happen in the next 6 to 14 weeks. And if we see that happen, which my 45 years in the trenches tell us we will, we are going to see something like we have not seen yet in this country. Uh, England, for example, is hospitalizing twice as many people as we ever hospitalized at our highest number. He was the most dire of all the people I saw over the weekend, but they were all... Uh, in that vein of this new variant is bad. The variants are bad and spreading fast. Oh, boy. And um, <clears throat> this when things be, seem to be getting better. And this is going to be uh, a serious problem for the world. And also the idea that, uh, da, da, I've got it here and I'll get you the actual quote. The idea that expecting it to not change more and reach a point where the vaccines don't work on it would be silly. That's the most likely thing that's going to happen. 
it's going to continue to mutate, and it will mutate to a point that the current vaccines we have don't work on it. So we need to, you know, think in those terms because that's that is what's going to happen. Um, I was talking to a doctor friend of mine yesterday, and he said essentially, so far, so good. Because the vaccines respond to a certain protein, and that's unlikely to change. It's less likely to change with uh, disastrous speed. I hope he's right. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, if and and just uh, my only uh, break tapping would be the networks always want the scariest or most dramatic piece of information they can put in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's clickonomics. Um. Also, talking about the only protection we're going to have if these vaccines don't work against the variants really is to stay away from each other and to wear masks. Masks is the number one thing. And how uh, a study showed that a quarter of people wear the mask down below their nose. That sounds about right, based on my uh, my running around over the weekend and just looking around people. About 25% wear the mask under their nose. So I thought maybe we could do a public service announcement. If you're wearing your mask and it's not over your nose, you're doing it wrong. Are you listening right now? Look in the mirror. Is the mask down underneath your nose? Do you notice that practically nobody else around you is doing it that way? I hate to call you stupid, but I think you're you're in that camp. I mean, do you know what you're doing, or do you do you not notice that everybody else's mask is different than yours? I almost want to walk up to these people just as just as like uh, doing a research paper. Why is your mask down on your nose? Look around you here in this target right here. Yes. Everybody. That one over there. There's one person over there also with it down under the nose. Everybody else, it's up over the nose. Why are you doing it like that? <laughs> Maybe they're mouth breathers. I don't, what I don't do you know. think it is? Is it a, I don't want to go along? Yeah, I think uh, part of it is. And again, I, I had a uh, unintentional six-hour layover in an airport a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. And so I observed a lot of humans. Didn't improve my opinion of the species either, not one bit. But there were clearly a class of people, hard-assed males, who were the type, you could tell they're the type, um, who had the the chin diaper going as a show of defiance or denial or whatever. You can't make me wear a mask? Yeah, exactly. Then there are some people who are just stupid. but uh, And there's some overlap between those two groups as well. Uh, two more quick things on this. As far as the Johnson & Johnson vaccine that came out on Friday, and there was lots of uh, talk over how, 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 how effective it is, and it had a much lower number than, than some of the earlier ones that were tested. It was pointed out that this one was tested against the new variants that are out there. The old vaccines were not. And if those vaccines were tested now... You did a lab test. They might be down in the same area as Johnson & Johnson. So it was a little unfair to Johnson & Johnson that the, that one's being compared to the current variants that are around. And a lot right. of them aren't named or anything like that. Right. It, you know, it, it mutates little by little all the time. So well, that was a very unfair eight in, in apples-to-oranges test. And it was badly reported as well as being unfair, as usual. You know, if you, you read the newspaper, you're uninformed. Uh, I have in my greasy mitts Johnson Johnson's actual press release about it. Um, and they go over some of the numbers that it was 85% effective in preventing severe disease in all regions Study, uh, studied, um, less in South Africa, more in, in the States or wherever it was. But they also point out that it demonstrated complete protection, 100% protection against COVID-related hospitalization and death 28 days after the vaccination. 
after your body used the vaccine to manufacture antibodies or however it works precisely. Um, so to me, you're telling me four weeks from today, there's no chance I get severely ill or die. Gimme now. Sure. I want it right now. Sure. I could, I've been sick before. I'll, 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 I'll deal with it. I hope I don't get a severe case or, or, you know, one of those weird side effects. But so the Johnson Johnson vaccine is a winner. It just works a little differently. And, and at this point, you know, I'll take what I can get. And the final thing I want to talk about, the most interesting thing I saw over the weekend was on Bill Maher on Friday night. Mm. I think we talked about these two people. They wrote a thing for New Yorker about the likelihood that this came out of a lab in Wuhan. Right. And they say it, that it did. And um, they were on with Bill Maher talking about it at length. And really what happened here was Donald Trump started to say that it came out of a lab in Wuhan. And so people who don't like Donald Trump had Donald Trump had to have the knee-jerk reaction of saying, well, that can't be true then, no. and going the other direction. No. And they said, look, NPR if you went take- so far as to call it a, 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 a conspiracy theory without evidence. Brett Weinstein and Heather Hying, they, uh, their co-author, um, uh, a big article about this, and they said, if you take the politics out of it, by far, far and away, the most likely thing that happened is it came out of a, that lab there. It would almost be a conspiracy that you'd have to make up that it didn't. Right. Like that it somehow created on its own in a wet market and it transmits this easily person to person and makes people this sick would yeah. almost be impossible. By far, the most likely thing is they were working on creating really dangerous variants because that's what some labs around the world do for good reason, we think. To learn how to fight them. To learn how to fight them. So right. they, make the wor- they make them super transmissible. They make them super deadly. The worst they can make them so they can try to make vaccines for them. And, and it evolving this way in nature is almost impossible. So it escaped from that lab there in China. And the danger with that is if everybody had known that from the beginning, reaction would have been completely different all around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just, boy, you talk about a crime against humanity. Boy, it makes my blood boil. Meanwhile, it's still, oh, look at the time. We probably ought to take a break. Let's continue this conversation on the other side of the break. Plus, you're not going to believe who got his vaccine already, even though you haven't. <laughs> Celebrity vaccination coming up. Don't go away. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Up on a bunch of different things. Um, ten Republicans just now uh, gave a proposal to Joe Biden and are ask for, asking for a meeting with him to try to get um, a big stimulus package going. And this is a a major test of ah, just how bipartisan-y do you want to be. I think we'll know like within 48 hours whether that was talk or not. Yes. More on that coming up, yeah, you know, if you don't understand. I'm anxious to talk about the competing packages. Meanwhile... You're waiting for your vaccine. You're maybe months away. My parents are 80. My mom is in ill health, and their uh, appointment is in a few weeks from now. 
Um, so it's just, it's, yeah, it's frustrating. And it's terrible all over Europe, too. They're at each other's throats over who's going to get the vaccine because of Trump. Oh, that's right. No, just because it's a difficult thing. Um, but this guy got a vaccine. Well, as you may have heard by now, I got my uh, COVID shot this week. Uh, you know, I recently celebrated my 34th annual 39th birthday, so I qualified here in Nevada. So my daughter and I spent uh, about four hours uh, over a two-day period waiting on the telephone. She did most of it to get my reservation. I got my reservations, and then I went to my local Walgreens, waited in a very short line, and I got my shot. Now, I have one friend, a golf buddy of mine, he got the Moderna shot uh, last week, and his shoulder was sore for a couple of days. Uh, Another friend of mine, he got the Pfizer like I did, and uh, he was actually uh, nauseous and sick for a couple of days. Me, I've had no effects. I mean, I've had no ill effects. I'm just fine. I was murderously angry. God, when are you going to punish him? When? It's not not for me to know. O.J. Simpson got his shot before you did. And had no side effects. <laughs> I'm just saying. Can you, damn! Can you imagine? Damn! How weird it would have been to be in the at, in line at the Walgreens with like four people. O.J. Simpson. <laughs> hey, why does he sound like that? He sounds very he had weird. his mask on. Yeah. Oh, okay. His mask says the juice. So... Just in case people don't recognize him walking around because he has a mask on, he has his nickname on it. The man that 90% of Americans think is a double murderer? Yes. He makes sure you know it's him so he doesn't accidentally go through the Walgreens without anybody picking up that, hey, that's an elderly O.J. Simpson over there. Yeah, it's funny. It just clicked in my mind. O.J. got acquitted because of... uh, I don't want to... I was going to say cop derangement syndrome. It was cop resentment syndrome in L.A., among black folks, they perceived that the cops had been racist and unfair for a very long time, and their resentment was so strong, they let a murderer go as a gesture. We were talking last segment, and I'd like to talk some more about the fact that it's clear that the coronavirus escaped from that uh, virology lab in Wuhan. I mean, it's, it's practically beyond argument, and uh, nakedly progressive radio and other liberal media outlets are still... Just Friday, I heard a report saying... Uh, the uh, WHO investigative team is going to visit the Wuhan wet market where the coronavirus is believed to have escaped from. They're still going with that because of Trump derangement syndrome. I swear to God, if Trump had said it's important you breathe, NPR would have tied a plastic bag over their heads and died just because <laughs> they must reject everything Trump says. And then, as you pointed out, and the folks on the the Bill Marshall pointed out the reason the escape from the lab theory was rejected was because Trump advocated it. Absolutely. Not on any factual or logical basis. No, it's the most likely thing that happened and if we had recognized as a world right away that it was uh that it came out of this lab there would have been a completely different way of approaching the vaccine and and ways to stop it. So, How so? Because we'd have known it was so dangerous and, and they, strong. They got into some science talk that I didn't fully understand, but mm-hmm. they would have understood, oh, "Okay, so you were doing this, this is why it transmits this way, this is the this is the the kind of vac this is the kind of virus it is because they, you know, the world was starting from scratch trying to figure out what this was to get on the vaccine situation. Mm-hmm. They they could have found out right away. Plus, you know, if China had been honest about it, they could have told you exactly what they had made exactly, yeah. right. like to the chemical, you know, 
write it out on a piece of paper. This is what it is. They did release that. I remember at some point they were getting praise for releasing the genetic code of the thing, but they probably sat on it for a month to give themselves plausible deniability. Maybe the lesson here is if you if you hold such a grudge against somebody or something, it will eventually damage you. I mean, the good book says that, but um, it will blind you to things. Indeed. Yeah, your hatred will blind you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, really it's uh, yeah, that's a hell of a deal. And there, there are people like that on the right too. Absolutely. So you're going to be getting another check. Don't, don't don't be that person. It's not a good look. You're going to be getting another check. How big is the check going to be? Is a question. And there's quite a bit of arguing going on over that this week. Thank you, kids and grandkids, for it. We're borrowing their money. Well, well no doubt about that. Yeah, the competing proposals for the next bailout. We'll tell you about that. Uh, what they're doing to people who get off flights in China? Armstrong and Getty.